Welcome to the first ever episode of Ava and Lilith, The Monsters of Men. It's a podcast created to explore um, different characters and themes from different points of view. Uh, I'm your host, DC. And (laughs) if you guys hear me like staying in silence for a couple of moments is probably because I am trying my best to figure out the right words. Uh, I have done podcasts before and I am currently working on one with uh, my best friend and co-host on a completely different matter. So I usually have someone to bounce off of, you know, with ideas and themes. So this is the first time I've ever recorded one by myself, and I will do my absolute best to try to make this as, like, to flow as best as possible. Uh, so a few things about me. Uh, well, I am 24. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, I live in Port- Puerto Rico, which means that my first main language is Spanish, which is why if you guys hear me go silent, like in the middle of a sentence, it's probably because I am looking for the right words to say. Uh, I'm like downloading the language into my head as I speak, because being bilingual, uh, I usually talk in both languages. Sometimes I think in both languages and sometimes they get very, very mixed up. So, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I have also heard it pronounced as Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is awful, and I hate it, and I will never pronounce it like that. Um, so, things you need to know about me before we get started. And I'm going to talk about me and my attachment to the show. I'm going to talk about how long or how much I know about it. And basically, we're going to figure out the intentions of this podcast together. So, I watched Neon Genesis Evangelion for the first time in February, I want to say, or March of this year. Uh, A great way to start quarantine. I actually started watching it before quarantine, so I think it was early March to late, late February, early March probably. And yes, I did watch the Netflix dub. Because one thing that you guys are going to notice really quick about me is that I'm not a usual anime uh, viewer. I'm not a usual anime fan. I will watch anime if it has uh, themes or cliches or anything that interests me personally. Um, But I am not a really big anime connoisseur. I don't know the big names. I don't know... uh, I don't know, for example, what other types of anime uh, Evangelion... Uh, took inspiration from or <laughs> animes that have taken inspiration from Evangelion. I usually find these out as I go to, go along when I do research um, on anything that captivates me. And Neon Genesis Evangelion is one of those things that as soon as I finished, I could not stop thinking about it. And the interesting thing about ending Evangelion, uh, first time I watched it, 
I watched the whole 26 episodes first season. And I remember feeling very conflicted about it because those two last episodes throw you completely off. And it, it's very interesting to see how how like when I started investigating on what exactly happened in those last two episodes. Keep in mind, I, I at this point I was not as immersed in you know Evangelion trivia or knowledge as I am now. <laughs> um but I always took into consideration that, you know, the in, the fascinating, interesting thing about the last two episodes of Evangelion is that it completely disregards the plot. And I am not saying that in a negative way. I actually think it's quite brilliant that uh, the direction was taken to fully immerse ourselves in our characters' minds and perspectives. So first time I watched Evangelion, I watched just the 26 episodes. I decided to just watch the 26 uh, episodes because um, I had heard conflicting things about the movie, the end of Evangelion. Some people told me to watch it. Some people told me to not watch it. Um, I start, this is where, this is when I started researching uh, Evangelion analysis videos specifically on youtube i read a couple of articles too there's a really good one on polygon that i'm gonna try linking somewhere uh in the information description that i think everyone should read it's pretty good it's pretty well researched um but basically i kept hearing about how the end of evangelion was an experience so one day me and my partner who i watched the anime with just sat down and we were like we are gonna watch End of Ava. We're going to watch it and just see what it means. <laughs> when Asuka says her last line and the movie ends, I remember feeling a chill running throughout my entire body because I just remember thinking, this is it. It's over. This is how the world ends. <laughs> And yes, dramatic, I know, but watching the end of Evangelion for the first time left me cold in a way that not many films have done before. And the fact that I kept coming back to it time and time again to watch it like multiple times by myself uh, while high, <laughs> uh, I just kept getting sucked into it. And there was something magnetic to me about it, about how everything unfolds, about how everything presents itself, and how it seems to be both self-aware and self-indulgent. And the end of Evangelion truly is an experience that I have never had with any other show or film up until now. And the fact that I still think about it like as I am speaking to you right now is incredible to me. Uh, not a lot of films have given me that uh, sentiment and I don't want to pat myself on the back when I say this of course but I do watch a lot of films I have I have taken a film history uh, classes and such and no film has ever left me the way the end of Evangelion did upon first rewatch which is why I keep thinking about this as a franchise um one thing you guys are going to notice very very quickly is that I only, my knowledge of Evangelion only expands to the original 1995 uh, one season series, the whole 26 episodes, 
the end of Evangelion film, and I watched the three movies, uh, the three rebuild movies that are out. Why am I saying this? Because I know that Evangelion has like a shit ton of games and spin-offs and mangas, and I know there's a lot out there. So what I'm going to do with this podcast is I'm going to open up an invitation to anyone who wants to come onto this podcast. And I do, I want people to talk to me about Evangelion, even if it is uh, the main series, if it's the movie, if it's the rebuilt films, if it's the manga, if it's anything that you have to say in detail about the Evangelion franchise, I am here to listen because Evangelion is one of those things that is the, it does truly make me uh, curious to see how many people have so many different readings of Evangelion and how it all depends on, you know, who we are, how we view media, how we view existence, etc., etc., etc. But first things first, um, we are going to establish a couple of things. Uh, first of all, the way this podcast is going to work is that I'm going to divide it into two sections. I'm going to do a couple of episodes that are purely character-based, and then I'm going to do episodes that are purely theme-based. So, for example, we can have an episode where someone comes with me, you know, we, someone is invited to come with me and talk about Rei Yanami and how she impacted the anime world and what her character means to people and the themes that surround her. The same way we can have an episode where we discuss the theme of sexuality, for example, and how Evangelion uses it to both uh, demonize and glorify, how Evangelion can use it in different ways depending on the characters and such so what i'm going to do now is i'm going to open the floor to anyone who has a theme or a character that they would like to discuss with me fully and i would like for you to write to me to my evangelion uh based email it's called avaxlilith.podcast at gmail.com i repeat it's ava xlilith.podcast at gmail.com it's gonna be it's on my twitter if anyone needs it it's on the ava podcast twitter um which is at ava x lilith just in case you need a refresher uh basically i'm just gonna i just want to hear from people at the end of the day i want to know what evangelion means to you and i can start that by kind of giving you all a brief glimpse of what exactly Evangelion means to me now. Evangelion to me is a piece of work, a piece of art specifically that I definitely can keep coming back to and I can start peeling layers off it. And it's and there's always something that I won't be able to see before or haven't been able to see before. Um, because I am fascinated by Evangelion, both because of its story structure and how it uses art and visuals to its uh, to its favor, specifically. Uh, I am an art history major. I have a degree in art history, a bachelor's degree, 
with a minor concentration on English literature, which I believe explains my fascination with these two concepts in this anime. Uh, I have dipped my toes on the philosophical implications of this anime, like studying it from those lenses, but since I am no philosophy major and and I have a complicated relationship with philosophy itself, uh, I do want to hear those perspectives. I want to hear about people who have things to say regarding this because I have read so many interesting takes from so many uh, interesting people that I just I just want to share that knowledge with whoever would like to share it with me and with anyone who's hearing so uh, I do want to clarify that I definitely do not consider myself like the arbiter of what Evangelion is or should be or like I don't want to be a person who tells you what you can and can't like. You will, you are an individual with your own thoughts and your own feelings. And I feel like I should clarify that from the beginning since I am going to have a platform where I invite people in, in to tell me what they feel about the series itself. Uh, so there are going to be differing opinions. For example, I am very excited for a possible mari episode because i personally don't see her appeal i don't like what they've done with the mari character more so in what they've written her than what she is exactly because well i have my own thoughts on it but if you are a mari stan and you love her and you feel like she is one of the greatest additions to evangelion i invite you come and come to this podcast change my mind because personally i've never liked disliking characters much less female characters who already get a ton of shit just by virtue of being uh not male <laughs> so if you're one of those people who just absolutely worships the ground mari walks on please come on to this podcast try to change my mind because and i'm not doing that in the meme way i i genuinely do want you to open my eyes and tell me what the heck exactly i'm missing and these are the types of discussions that we're gonna have um i do have stances that i know for sure that i'm never gonna change on for example asuka langley soryu is my favorite character anyone who uh followed me from my personal can tell because she is both my header and my icon uh i have a poster of asuka in my house it's beautiful uh i am currently waiting on merch of asuka figures uh in the mail they should be around soon hopefully and like that stance is never gonna change i do i do enjoy the entire cast of evangelion and i do have other favorites but asuka is like s tier favorite um And for example, for a whole other thing, my least favorite character in the entire series is Gendo Ikari, which I didn't think would be a controversial take, but apparently it is because Gendo does have fans. And a lot of video analysis on YouTube tends to be very sympathetic towards Gendo, which always kind of rubs me the wrong way. But again, different perspectives. At the end of the day, I am not going to demonize anyone for coming onto this platform and telling me x is my favorite character or i love the way x theme is written 
However, I will have, of course, some boundaries. You know, we must respect all points of view. This does include uh, people who we might not disagree with. Although, if said point of view somehow challenges or is directly opposed to certain themes, uh, I will not allow this in the podcast, for example. Um, if you if if you want to come onto the podcast to tell me that I don't know Gendo didn't sexually assault Ray, I will not allow you into the podcast because there is a very clear depiction of sexual assault when Gendo not only grabs Ray's breast but also gen- like pulls it down to her uterus area and she is highly uncomfortable and the way that is all framed is very indicative of sexual assault so you know there are boundaries that i won't allow anyone to cross um and i will tell you all about this if you do write to me and i will write you back i'll i'll tell you exactly things the same way i'll inform you if for example i don't like the character that you're gonna come into the podcast to talk about i'm going to tell you beforehand just so i don't like (laughs) like i don't take you by surprise when we're actually recording the podcast but you know everything's gonna be fair everything's gonna be everything's gonna be very clear it's gonna be this is all about communication this is all about wanting to explore what exactly um evangelion means to all of us now The reason I created this podcast is because I saw on Twitter a desire for Ava analysis content that wasn't through the lens of men, basically. Because most, if not all the videos... Oh, God, I need to stop hitting the microphone. Um, Most, if not all videos on YouTube regarding Ava analysis are written by men. Uh... Not all of them are white or heterosexual, but the vast, vast majority of the ones that I have seen, I have not seen all of them. And I do not want anyone to take that assumption. I'm pretty sure there are a couple of them I haven't seen. But of the ones that I have seen, a lot of the point of views either started being the same or some of them completely disregard. Like, I cannot tell you the amount of times people disregard Asuka's character because she's mean or angry, or the amount of times I've heard people call Asuka a bitch as if that is the only aspect to her character. So feeling that sentiment the way I did, I decided, you know what? I talk about Evangelion all the time. Anyway, might as well try to reach out to other people who also talk about Evangelion anyway. So this is this is what the podcast is going to be all about. We're going to we're going to be here to talk about characters. We're going to be here to talk about themes. We can even get into the controversial um area that is ships in Evangelion. And I say controversial because I have my own views on it that we will discuss if if episodes ever come by. Um but I, I do want to say, I do want to say all of this because I have been in fandoms before. But I don't think I've ever been in a fandom that is 20 plus years old. And that's, I think, 
that that I think is where my hesitation comes from because I am entering this space relatively new. I've only seen the original anime and the rebuilt films. I haven't consumed anything else regarding Evangelion. Uh, no games, no merchandise. I, I haven't gone to Japan and written the Evangelion train that used to be there. Like, all of that jazz. Um, but I this is why I keep referring to the fact that I am not the Evangelion scholar. I refuse to accept that title. I am simply just opening a platform for people to come and just talk to me about why they love Evangelion. And I want to try to figure out what exactly makes us all so attracted to this series. Because this is a series that, first of all, I've heard it being been described as not for everyone. I've heard it being described as pretentious and overbearing. When we first finished watching the season, uh, season one, the only season, my partner actually felt very dissatisfied while I was fascinated by how the the anime ended. And I still think he doesn't hold Evangelion as a high regard as I do, but that's fine. That's <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Uh, he still does like it, and he doesn't mind hearing me rant about it. So I guess... <laughs> um, Let's see, what else do you guys need to know about me? The reason I'm not talking a lot about myself, per se, is because I do want to save some of these thoughts and ideas for more specifically when we encounter episodes that have to do with that. So, my favorite character is Asuka. My second favorite character is Misato. And my third favorite character always switches between either Kaji or Ritsuko, depending on the day. I love them both equally, and they they all they always kind of, like, interchange. But Misato and Asuka are the characters that I kind of keep coming back to when I keep thinking about. And I, I guess I'll go more into it when we have a Misato or a Asuka episode. Um, what else can I tell you guys about myself regarding Evangelion? Hmm... I have not read the manga. I'm not entirely motivated to read the manga because the things I have heard about it kind of clash with what I like about Evangelion. Like, for example, I know in the manga, I believe Asuka is a test tube baby, which gives her like a sense of importance. And and while I do see what they were going for, personally, I, I don't exactly like like it because I do like the original context of Asuka feeling important because she was neglected as a child in the anime. Um, but again, if anyone wants to come onto this podcast and defend the manga, please do. I I just want to know what makes all of us connect with Evangelion as a franchise and as a series. How different people can view different characters in different ways. I see people that adore Shinji just as much as I pe- I see people who hate Shinji. I see people adore Asuka just in the same way that I see people hate Asuka. Uh, I don't think anyone hates Rei. I think Rei's... Uh, I think the problem with Rei... Not the problem with Rei. Just the people who don't like Rei is that they don't have a lot to say about her. 
I myself until recently was very indifferent towards Ray. Uh, I read a couple of ideas though by a couple of people on Twitter and on and on Tumblr about Ray's journey as a person, which kind of shaped my mind in thinking that she was way more interesting than I gave her credit for. So I am very open to the idea of other things. I am open to the idea of changing my mind when presented with new information. So that's that's what this is all going to be about. Um, let's see. What else can I give you guys? Uh, I would love to have an episode where we just talk about Hideaki Anno as a person because while I do find it admirable that he made such a great work of art out of his suffering, I also believe that we should not suffer in order to create art. But of course, that that's not Anno's fault. That's mostly about how we as a society view the art-making process. I also know that Anno has had some difficulties with uh, certain voice actors in the cast and that there are rumors that he has made very hostile work environments and all that jazz. So I would love an episode where we could explore Hideaki Anno as a content creator himself because many of the video analysis I've seen on YouTube are very, most of them are sympathetic towards Anno, but sometimes their sympathy doesn't have room for criticism and I feel like we as a as a creative society need to learn how to criticize and like a thing at the same time because these two can definitely coexist um the reason I chose the name Ava and Lilith the monsters of men first of all my best friend helped me out with the name so shout out to her um the reason I chose it was because I am fascinated by the idea that Ava is a show with a largely female cast, especially in positions of power, and how gender plays into Ava. Uh, I don't think we have the time here to fully explain exactly how that goes. We can save that for another episode. Again, this episode is just for introductions. Um, but Ava and Lilith are also very powerful and very important biblical biblical characters. You know, Lilith was Adam's first wife and Ava, Eve, uh, was created from Adam's ribcage. So I find it fascinating that these two ideas are the ones that get represented with uh, the berserk attitudes, with rage, with... Um, all of these emotions that we usually don't associate with femininity. So that's why it's it has the, the monsters of men thing at the end because we can either take into consideration the fact that we uh, as a society have sometimes made monsters of women and we're going to have to figure out what exactly that means to all of us and again the podcast is exactly for that if you want to come into the podcast and try to change my mind as to why maybe the Ava Lilith parallel is not as fleshed out as I am saying it is which honestly I'm making a little bit of a mess right now because I am nervous as I keep speaking um but yeah again if you have thoughts about the religious symbolism or use of it 
uh, please come like write to me. Tell me that that's what you want to talk to me about. And I will more than gladly schedule in an episode for that. Uh, there are m so many things that we can talk about regarding Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, so many characters, so many themes, so many plot points uh, that we just we just definitely do it all as long as I have people who are willing to, you know, collaborate with me and talk to me because at the end of the day, we are all Evangelion fans and I think that's the important thing to keep in mind. Evangelion doesn't belong to any single one of us. It belongs to all of us as a collective. It belongs to pop culture. It belongs to the history of anime itself. And that's just what I kind of want to explore with this with this format, with this platform. I chose a podcast platform because it's easier for me to express my thoughts this way. Sometimes writing them down kind of gets me intimidated because I, I'm... I feel like I'm going to write an essay and I feel like if I talk like this, it's more freeform. It's more stylish going on as I speak the way that I do thoughts. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm not going to go into more detail on Evangelion things that I like. Uh, I'm going to save those for when we have episodes discussing these. So, yeah. Uh I think I'm gonna wrap it up now at the soon it's gonna be the 30 30 minute mark which I feel like it's fine for our first episode uh, thank you all for hearing please if you like this podcast please subscribe to it please subscribe to the twitter Ava X Lilith uh I want to thank I want to give a quick shout out to Ordinary Corvid whose beautiful art is our logo thank you so much i am completely in love with this logo and if you have a moment to spare check out her work check out her art at ordinary corvid on twitter uh commission her if you can her art is her art is definitely worth it uh, and i think that's gonna be all for now uh let's save the juicy stuff for when we have people who hopefully people will be interested in coming to the platform and talking about Ava with me like the giant nerd that I am so I hope you're all safe I hope you're all well please stay quarantined uh wear masks and you know try not to start the third impact you guys let's it's very easy let's just try not to start it you know Thank you and have a great night, day, or wherever it is that you are listening to this. Bye!